never heard of the Millennium Fault? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to our Resistance Review for Episode 3, Fuel for the Fire. So, Kristen, first thoughts of Season 1, Episode 3 of Star Wars Resistance. Uh, first thoughts, um, well, it's it's making its way. Um, <laughs> making its way downtown? Yep. You know, let me finish. How dare <laughs> oh. you? Literally, I was starting to say downtown. As oh. you were like, downtown? Sorry. <laughs> you always have to interrupt a good thing. Oh, I'm very sorry. <sighs> it's okay. Um... But it's making its way. It's it's slowly showing us pieces um, of the characters that we've been wanting to see. I'm still dying to see a lot of the racers that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a little bit to know Kaz a little bit more. Introducing some new characters. Um, gave us a little background into Yeager mm-hmm. that I was really... A little, little peek behind the curtain. A little peek behind the curtain. Not much, <laughs> but a little bit. I'm dying to know more. It's like they're teasing us with small morsels. They are. They most <laughs> definitely are. Um, but overall, I'm still enjoying the um, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of waiting. Not like ready for it to be over necessarily. I'm just kind of waiting for like, I guess... I don't know. I feel like there's going to be something big at the end. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm just like, I want all my questions like answered. Like, I want to know who the spy is. <laughs> I want to know the rest of the characters. Yeah. Like, I don't know. To me, I'm starting to get a little antsy, I guess. I'm not sure if that's the right three word. episodes in. I know. But like the trailers <laughs> were harping so hard on all those racers. True. They even gave us like an in-depth like feel of the racers. And we've only met one and we're three episodes in. Like, I just kind of thought it would start and we would automatically know all the racers and yeah. it would just be like... Start with excitement. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just kind of okay. thought that the whole show was going to revolve around those racers, not around just Kaz. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm kind of disappointed that we haven't seen anything else about those racers yet, but I know they're coming. So I'm trying <laughs> to... Patience, young probably. Uh, yes, I'm trying. <laughs> it's I'm finding it a little hard, though, because like I said, I'm just... Yeah. I'm really like I've got questions. I want answers, and I'm just getting a little antsy because I'm just ready to know like all of it. Like I could sit down and watch all of Clone Wars and and be done, but I'm sure this is how exactly people felt when they were watching Clone Wars like live and stuff right. <laughs> and Rebels when you didn't have the next episode after episode. But yeah, okay. What do you think, Danny? What was your first thoughts? Well, so this episode, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, you were right next to me while I was watching it, and I was kind of laughing and everything at it. Um, it does have a childish feel to it. Um, well, so Danny, it's a kid show. It is. It is. <laughs> Congrats. You found the <laughs> not, childlike not, version of it. <laughs> not version of the childlike feature. Not a complaint. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. Just a description. Well, a lot of, I don't want to like go into the negative here or anything, but I, I, I no. kind of look to see how the episodes do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
on like IMDb mm-hmm. and all, and I'm kind of disappointed that people are rating him so low. Oh, you can't and look at those. I yeah. know, and I read some really long thing about somebody venting about how their writing's just bad, and you can you can say it's a kid's show, but that's just a poor excuse no. because it's just the bad writing and the bad characters and the bad this and the bad that. I disagree with all of that. I don't I know. feel like it's bad writing at all. I, I love the animation style, oh, they the like art style. <laughs> right. They well, should just go live under a rock. And so another thing to that, I mean, and I guess before we get into the actual review of the show, another thing to that, like the before the first episode even aired, um, I saw four reviews already up on IMDb that pretty much all said about the same thing. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff, and it's in a, we, we live in a weird time where bots just rule ratings for whatever reason. We do. <laughs> a lot of what I'm seeing is, which probably relates to that anyway, though, is a lot of people are like, yeah, Disney bought Star Wars and they don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know. But it's like, dude, mm-hmm. it's Disney. Like, seriously? I'm enjoying it. I mean, and, and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm biased. I don't feel like I'm some kind of Disney drone that's just going to consume everything or I whatever. I love Disney. <laughs> I love Disney. I love Disney. I'm not going to say that Disney can't do any wrong because they've released some flops for movies. I mean, it happens from time to time. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm genuinely enjoying what they're doing with Star Wars. There's been some times where I'm like, eh, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done that or something like that. But like, isn't that in all of the movies though? Exactly. It's almost like the magic of Star Wars. Like, there's always going to be things that you're like. I'm not talking about just Star Wars. I'm talking about just in general. There are not other movies within the world that you're like, "Uh, I could, I would have done that different. You know why you would have done that different? (laughs) Because you're not the one that directed it. You didn't have a purpose for it. You didn't have a vision for it. Right. So that's that's fine that you want to do something different. But (laughs) until you decide to go take your butt over there and learn how to direct a movie and write a movie, then shut your pie hole. That's just how I feel. Like, I'm not going to go in the doctor's office and be like, hmm, I think it's a brain tumor. You know why? You know I would have done that differently, Doc. Right. I, I, you know, I would have done that differently. You know why? Like, because, oh, well, you spent 10 years in medical school telling me how to do my job? Okay. Get out. Like, just let that sink in, guys. Yeah. But I mean, in all honesty, so, again, the, the me saying that it, it felt childish is, is not a negative oh i thing. know i was just joking with you. it's more of just i mean you can tell that it's younger it's um, not and, and it's perfectly fine i i still enjoy it i still have fun with it and it's almost like you know what it is so it's more enjoyable yeah exactly when you're not trying to make it grown up and you're not trying well, to make it into this whole kind of like ooh. but again just like rebels rebels started off kind of kind of i guess cheery kind of immature and everything but it matured uh, along with every single season yes. where it actually started getting into the meat of all the story resistance has yet to touch that yet right and so i think once we start getting towards force awakens because this is just before force awakens things are going to get darker because um excuse me the hosnian system is going to blow up during this series so that's not exactly a light topic to deal with right i mean we did see star killer in pretty much the first episode so um, but just to wrap up our little rabbit hole vent, um, <laughs> I think the important thing is, is just to try to not to go in with the expectations. Mm-hmm. Cause if you go in with an expectation of what it's going to be or how it's going to be laid the out for enemy you, then of a Star Wars fan. I mean, you're just, it really is. Cause I mean, if you have an expectation of how it's going to go, mm-hmm. I feel like nine times out of 10, you're probably just going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yes. We like our theories, but guess what? I'm not like. 
it, betting it, money yeah. on my theory that it's gonna happen it's more like a oh man well that would have been cool yeah I mean, <laughs> or that was cooler i'm glad they did it that way and not my right, way <laughs> exactly so i think that's just the important yeah. thing is just to try not to get like too high hopes for it sure all, but. well in in going into our episode so fuel for the fire um <laughs> did so, we put fuel on the fire i think we just put fuel on the <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Kids Run Weekly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was not planned. It wasn't, um, but that was really good. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, so fuel for the fire. Um so this episode I thought was cool because we actually get to uh learn of some new a new team of racers. Um, that weren't mm-hmm. advertised in, they weren't. in the original. So uh, we meet Rucklin and his band of miscreants. Yes. Um, his two mechanics. And uh, Rucklin is voiced by none other than Mr. Frodo, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Pretty cool to see another familiar face jumping into uh, yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Which I, And I don't think that Elijah Wood's been able to be in Star Wars yet. So that's, I don't know, that's cool. Like, yeah. Welcome to Star Wars, Elijah. <laughs> welcome to the dark side. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, so, unfortunately, Rucklin, um, so, starting out, it, Rucklin kind of befriends Kaz, because Kaz is a little down on his luck, because, you know, he's been a little irresponsible trying to fix a, a engine that he uh, let just kind of fly off the side of yep, the platform. Yeah, he, uh, he hasn't really gotten his priorities, which, I mean... I don't know. I guess you can't really say his priorities because to him, his priority is just spying. Right. Um, but to Yeager, his priority is to blend in and be a mechanic. And he's like, but I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> it's like, he's like yes, here. idiot. Yeah. But you have to pretend to be one. Don't let people know that, you fool. I feel like Yeager's almost your spirit animal. <laughs> In a way. I mean, I feel like this is the first time we've really seen like Yeager's like, angry side mm-hmm. in a way i mean yeah he's, he's been frustrated with kaz. he is yeah. and, you know he's been a little frustrated here and there especially in the beginning when he like didn't want to take kaz in but like but he it was really, more of a facepalm kind of thing it was but this time it was like a almost like a, a daddy talk i feel mm-hmm. like to kaz yeah um and you you can obviously tell kaz is still this young boy um just trying to find his way he's mm-hmm. growing up learning lessons you know so yeah, so, you know, like Danny was saying, mm-hmm. he uh, let his engine, <laughs> or the engine, <laughs> I guess, to fireball uh, yeah. fall in the water because he wanted to watch the race that yeah. Kaz, not Kaz, you know, but, that um, he wanted to watch the race that Yeager essentially told him he couldn't watch. Yeah, well, um, he was going to stay there and fix the engine instead, and everyone else was going to the race. Right, so he got this bright idea to bring the engine out closer to the race, like outside. And, and closer to the edge of the platform. Which, uh, <laughs> the edge of the platform is uh, water. <laughs> so, it went. But yeah, so, so the engine that was dead for the majority of the first part started, you know, kind of sputtering a little bit to life, just enough to find its way over the edge into the water so and it was funny too the whole way it played out because i mean like a lot of this stuff kind of feels kind of looney (laughs) toony a couple points um but this was kind of the first of that where it it was like that that part and you're like something happens and you you're watching it happening and you're like helpless to stop it but all you can say is no 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 please don't no no (laughs) <laughs> pretty much it's like and when you're watching wh- something fall and break yeah. or you know it's like all of a sudden it's in slow motion and it's just like oh god like kind of like I as done? you drop your phone <laughs> right on concrete <laughs> 
And all you can do is just stare at it. And then when you pick it up, all you can do is hope that you didn't break and it. And as it falls to the ground, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> need some knock on some wood because I haven't broke any phones like that right. yet. Yeah. Well, I, I got a new phone for the first time in my life and then dropped it promptly that same day. So the yeah. first new phone you've ever had? Yeah. Oh, like new, new. I thought you were yeah. joking. No, all of mine are ha- all of mine were hand me downs. I thought or you were joking. That's why I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> That's the like, first that time I've ever so much... bought a new one. Yeah, that was so much sarcasm that just came out of me because I thought you were joking. <laughs> I thought you were like legit joking, like, no. "Yeah, my brand new phone, the first phone I've ever had it in my thirty years of life." <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. But I, good lord, I've had a handful of new phones. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> um. But yeah, so so he kind of gets a lesson in priorities right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what a lot of this episode is, is it feels kind of like a coming of age, kind of like you're learning a life lesson. Because Cass thinks, again, like what you said, that his priority is spying and learning the information and finding the First Order spy. But in order to do so, he does have to blend in and keep a cover, and it's a lot more complex than he chooses to believe and so he's kind of down on his luck at anti Z's, and and I love I love the part where uh, he's talking to her, and he's like, "Have you ever uh, said something?" Because this is after he and uh, Yeager get in a fight. He's like, "Have you ever said something that you instantly regret?" She's like, "Yes." As a matter of fact, when I said hello, Kaz, I instantly regretted it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very I funny. was like, "Dang!" Like, oh my god, lady. <laughs> um. Which leads to a funny part where uh, he's talking about trying to find a place to stay, stuff like that, or if he'd have to. And then this old alien at the end of the bar is like, you can come stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hard pass. <laughs> he's like, no, that's, that's going to be a no for me. It's <laughs> a no for me, dog. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there, there was a lot of kind of like funny passing moments like that. But he ends up meeting um, his supposed friend, Rucklin. Mm-hmm. Yes, who um, essentially bring him over to their table, kind of chat, you know, talk about, oh, man, you're the one that raced with, uh, what's her name? Tora. Tora. Um, pretty much like, you're the one that raced with Tora, and oh, my gosh, you survived. Like, yeah. you actually put up a good fight. You like, didn't oh, explode. Exactly. <laughs> like, just kind of like blowing up his head, essentially. Like, oh, absolutely. Just, you know. Pushing his ego, you know, mm-hmm. stroking, I guess, stroking that ego. That's yep. what I meant. Stroking <laughs> that ego. Um, and then they're like, yeah, well, we're um, actually about to go um, race. You want to join us? And obviously, Kaz loves to race. Mm-hmm. So he's like, heck yeah, I'm in. So they take a shortcut. And at this point, I kind of knew that Ruckland, his little something was off. band, I guess, were, yeah. uh, were not, didn't have the best intentions. Mm hmm. They weren't all they were chalked right. up to be. Yeah. Because after they take off to go race, they, um, Ruckin's like, I know a shortcut. So mm-hmm. they jump into like this grate, I guess, underneath the, yeah. uh, so Ezra's af- affinity is Vince and Kaz's greats. So right. far. <laughs> so far. Um, and as they go, um, only Ruckin and Kaz go and the rest of the little gang stays back. Um, and I guess they go find a little, like, edge somewhere to yeah. watch them. But, um, they get on some bikes. Little speeder bikes. Speeder bikes, yeah. yeah. And they take off and it's going good. And even uh 
Kaz like jumps over Rucklin and it's like pretty mm-hmm. impressive and yeah he's making some cool moves yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, then something starts happening to his bike at first I thought he got shot at for some reason well it looks like on the front of Rucklin's bike that it has some kind of like small cannons to it did it, it, it to me it did um, I couldn't tell if they were like just prongs or if it was actual guns but like I, I thought the same thing too like it looked like it got shot but the way that it when you find out that it wasn't that that. Something was going on with his bike itself. Yeah, so um, his bike's starting to malfunction. Uh, he's like, I gotta get off this. Like, if I hit the water at the speed, I'm, I'm toast. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Rucklin's like, oh, man, you're joking. Like, haha, like, no excuses. And kind of keeps, you know, mm-hmm. going. And he's like, no, man, like, I'm gonna, like, this is bad. And I guess Rucklin realizes it, which it's part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, gets up towards him and, you know, Kaz jumps on his little bike. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as they go back and everything's good, uh, Rucklin makes a little, like, look at his little buddy. He's like, good job with that speeder bike. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, God, I don't like these guys. Yeah. Like, like, we've got him right where we want him, or we yeah. got him hooked or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because even Kaz is like, thanks, guys. I owe you one. Right. Yeah. So they put him in a position of owing him one, essentially. And mm-hmm. and then he, I mean, he, the thing that's kind of funny, too, is that I like they know a lot about Yeager. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like they do. I feel like they know tidbits from what they've heard from other people. Mm-hmm. Even though it never really says that, I just feel like they don't actually know much about him i don't think that they do i, I think like you said i think it's it's all uh rumor and kind of like his race speculation yeah, yeah speculation because like they uh, kaz doesn't know that yeager is really a racer the only racer that he knows that he has is the fireball mm-hmm. and they were like oh no not that junk <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> like even throw that one under it was funny that he did say that though because then he yeah. was like oh no not not that oh god what do you call it it's like exploding piece of junk or something like that yeah funny along like the lines of fireball as to why it's called fireball (laughs) so that part was really funny to me yeah um but but basically they go on i guess because they know who yeager used to be as far as racing and things like that and um so then that's when kaz is like oh man maybe i don't know everything about yeager and and ruckland kind of goes through this whole thing where he's like oh have you ever seen Yeager's racer, and he's like, "Oh no, that not that bucket of junk." And his real racer, and Kaz is like, "He has a a, a secret racer. Like, there's another one." Right? And they're like, "Yeah, totally, totally, yeah." And um, we'll have to watch to see if we can sneak in and all this other kind of stuff. And he's and like, "See it, yeah, yeah, sneak in and see it." Kind of like, I mean, it, it literally plays out like the those kids that are trying to sneak into the junkyard after dark and all this other kind of stuff. And um, so so Kaz trusts them. And even though BB-8 the whole time is like, dude, you're an idiot, stop. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, I'm, I can't count how many times Kaz got hit in the shin by that metal ball over and over again. Right? Like, like it had to have hurt. It did. I mean, there's a lot of times BB-8 like, ran into the back of his leg, ran into the side of yeah. him, ran into him any way he could just to get his attention to be like, no, you idiot. Like, <laughs> Stop being stupid. Right. <laughs> like, oh, things yeah. are getting away. Or, oh. Don't do that. Right. Don't say that. But against BB-8's better wisdom, uh, right. Kaz and Rucklin sneak into Yeager's uh, office. Yes. Um, we find out a cool a couple cool things about Yeager. Um, yeah. So we end up seeing a bunch of trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we realize, you know, he's a racer, which I think, you know, at this point we may have already kind of assumed that, but we weren't really well um, he was a pilot in the rebellion i don't know that we ever established that he might have been a racer right or but like i mean that. you can only assume that if he was right. a pilot he was a great especially being in the culture that he's on in the colossus now you gotta imagine that you were a, a, an ace pilot in the rebellion 
Right. Or if he yeah. wasn't, maybe he was kind of like what, um, kind of like what he is being to Cash right now, where he's kind of more like a mentor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe he like gets the trophies after you know somebody mm-hmm. he helps wins the race. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he trains them, pilots them. You know what I mean? Like maybe mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, we actually see a couple pictures. Yes. Of a Yeager, him, I think with is it with, is he, with, is he with Poe or is it just with another pilot? No, it's just another pilot. Okay, yeah. I couldn't really tell, and I think I tried to ask. There's you, a couple pilots. Looks like one is a, a like a purplish Twi'lek. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that too. And then um, another one's a human that's got his face kind of blotted out by the Resistance helmet. Yes, or Look, Rebel helmet. Looks yeah. similar to Poe to me, too, but it's yeah. probably not because I think Poe would have been po- much much younger. Yeah. at that point, so Poe would have been like because this is three toddler. years after that. So right. Yeah. Um, but the picture was like uh, the rebellion celebrating something. And, and it happened to be a picture from the Battle of Jakku. Yes, I called it too before they even you said it. <laughs> you sure did. Um, I saw the Star Destroyer in the sand and I was like, oh my God, that's the Battle of Jakku. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know he fought at the Battle of Jakku. I'm like, me neither. Me <laughs> neither. <laughs> yeah, so that part was pretty cool. Um, And then it swaps to another picture and it uh, looks like him and his family. Yeah. Um, A wife and a daughter. I can't remember if it was a daughter or a son. I think it was a daughter. But it was a child. We'll say a child yes. just on the safe side. <laughs> Tis a child. Tis a child. So he obviously had a wife and a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of makes you wonder, like, where is this wife and kid now? Mm-hmm. What happened to them? Well, and, and I, I know I, I mentioned during the episode where the picture was taken. Yeah. Did you notice that? No, tell me, Danny. Where was so, it taken? So it was taken on Batu. Which Ooh. is uh, the location for Galaxy's Edge coming out <gasps> next year for Disney? Yay! Where you actually get to step into a Star War. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> stop it! I'm so excited awesome. to stop it. Like <laughs> but, we can't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but like you can actually, and I think I, I saw this on. Uh, it was a uh, Steel Saunders. He had uh, posted this on his uh, Instagram stories. Where it was a comparison of uh, the concept art for Batu, and then the spires behind Year's family, and that's Black Spire Outpost. Like that's that. That's that. Yeah, that's so, I mean cool. that's freaking cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's that the first really time cool. we've actually gotten to see that on screen because first time Batu showed up was in Throne Alliances. Oh, um, so I wouldn't yeah. know that. I haven't. I haven't gotten to read the book yet, but I know that uh, I think it's uh, Anakin and Thrawn go to Black Spire Outpost or something like that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess you'll have to read it and figure it out and come back and tell us. Absolutely. Um, but so we get a couple looks at Yeager and they're kind of sneaking around. They get interrupted a lot, which is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Bucket walks in. Uh, Yeager walks in. Uh, Tam walks in. Tam walks in. Yeah. There's a, there's a few instances there where they yeah. can almost get caught. So after getting interrupted a few times, uh, Rucklin eyes something. Yeah, and uh, we kind of realized before this though that they had a different uh, uh, a different agenda. Yeah, um, than going and looking for the ship. Mm-hmm. So uh, he finds the oh, what are they, the Carillion Hyperfuel? Mm-hmm. Very interesting name, if you ask me. Very familiar too. It is. So um, <laughs> it actually. You may know by another term called refined coaxium. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, little solo connection there. Yeah. <laughs> solo. 
Yeah. But uh, so he eyes it and uh, kind of sneakishly grabs it as a cat isn't looking. And it's like, oh, wow, that's a close one. Um, See you next time or see you later. You know, yeah, kind of runs the worst. out. He is. Yeah, kind of runs out. <laughs> got his hands behind his back, walking backwards. And Kaz is the whole time looking at him like. No, Kaz wasn't even looking at weird. him. He was staring at something else. That's true. Yeah. He was staring yeah, at like, yeah. the picture, I think. He was just like daydreaming about something over there. And it was yeah. like, <clears throat> what are you doing? <laughs> Because, I mean, yeah. he surely would have noticed that. Right. But, so he ran out and uh, runs to his crew and's like, hee, we did it. Yeah. You know, all evil-like. And decide um, that this is what they needed the whole time to give him the extra boost that he needed as a racer to win mm-hmm. and stuff. So he pours, like, the whole thing in his tank just about. Mm-hmm. And, um... And so we've seen what coaxium can do to the Falcon. <laughs> Imagine what it does to a little personal racer, which, by the way, they decided to strip all unnecessary things. Oh. All, I'm sorry, all things that they deem unnecessary. Right, well, don't forget. <laughs> to make it lighter for right. a racer. Right. <laughs> um, so as, like... As they realize it's gone, after Bucket Bucket's doing, like, an inventory, mm-hmm. realize it's gone... Comes freaking out out there to Tam and um, Tam and Niku. Tam and Niku. Mm-hmm. Does it Tam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, comes freaking out to Tam and Niku, and um, they're like, "What? What? What's going on? Like, uh, why are you freaking out? Your circuits overloaded. Like, ah." Uh. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tells them that what's missing, and she's like, "Oh my gosh! Like that's dangerous. Like more than two drops, it could it turns a ship into a bomb." And at that point, Kaz is like putting it all together. Like, who else would have? Who else was in there that would have taken it? Mm-hmm. And realized, and actually, um, as a the good person that Kaz is, actually tries to like run and race to get to Ruckle and his crew to, mm-hmm. to like warn them and tell them to get him not to race because he knew mm-hmm. he was racing today. So one thing that I, I actually really like about Kaz and and the way he reacted in that situation because. A lot of times I feel like the characters would go to straight to the part of you betrayed me. How could they do this to me? And kind of like a, sm- like a angry. small, angry, self-pity kind of thing before they go and reach to help. It never crossed Kaz's mind. No. Like the, the first thing he said was, bomb? Right. <laughs> and he flipped out. He's like, I've got to go save my friends. Right. Like so he still like, was considering him a yeah. friend, even though he knew he stole that he from stole him. it. Yeah. yeah, he stole it and essentially used him in order to get in there. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I do like that about Kaz. I think that was very, um, that says a lot about his character. Absolutely. I think. Uh, so as he races, he realizes he's not going to make it in time. So he goes and takes that shortcut mm-hmm. um, that he. Learned earlier. Yeah. Uh, and he just runs, 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 and he finally gets there and he actually jumps on top of Ruckman's <laughs> ship. Um, Chaos Which wasn't ensues. exactly the the brightest thing he could have done. No. But I mean, what else really could you I have mean, done? I mean, you had to stop it though. I yeah. mean, like, if, you know, I feel like if you knew your yeah. friend in their car was about to drive away and their car could possibly explode, like, but I mean, when you jump on their car, but is <laughs> jumping on it the best thing? To do? No, I'm not saying it was the best thing. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Uh, just want to let you know your ship's about to explode. Um, I'm going to pace myself to your windshield, right, to let you know said thing. <laughs> I'm on the explosive thing now. <laughs> pretty much. So that was pretty funny. He ends up like getting open the little um like glass mm-hmm. uh, door, I guess. What do yeah. you call it? I don't know. He gets the cockpit open. Yeah. yeah. 
and it's like you can't fly and, and Ruckland's just like super confused like what are you talking about like no 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 like get off my ship I have to fly I have to race it's about to start yeah. you're like, ruining everything right so they're having this little like powwow and 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 Kaz is just like I'm trying to save you like <laughs> <laughs> and so uh he ends up <laughs> they end up like free falling mm-hmm. essentially. And as they're free falling, he ejects them in the seat in yes. the air. <laughs> and as they're just kind of gliding around up there, like they finally start falling down. He's like, "Where's your chute?" And then we learn that it was not deemed. Um, <laughs> De- it was deemed unnecessary yes. and not essential to have a parachute for yeah. your emergency ejection. Right. So um, <laughs> there was no longer a parachute to help them. Um, I don't think it would have been that bad though if they would have ended up in the water, but that's not what happens, unfortunately. So yeah. well, I guess it's not really unfortunately, but it's not what happens. We know what you wanted to uh, see. Fortunately, BB-8 uh, saves the day. He does. He yeah. does his little like wire out, grabs them, and I was like, oh god! Like <laughs> as the ship explodes in the background, it does. Yeah, the ship takes didn't off. Didn't get very far at all. It didn't. It probably got like good enough away where it didn't really rock the um mm-hmm. station. I yeah. guess what we call it. Um. But it did straight up just boop, mm-hmm. blew up. Um, so in the, in the distance, the ship blows up, uh, and then we have BB-8 grabbing them by his little um, like wire, mm-hmm. uh, trying to pull him up. And we see BB-8 struggling. We see uh, him kind of sliding, trying to reverse his little ball to get him up. And because uh, I mean, at this point, there's two of them. You know, it's it's Kaz and Rucklin. So mm-hmm. he. I mean, it's a lot. BB-8's a tiny little, like, droid, like... <laughs> but he was trying, he though. Was. He was. the he... little droid that could. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, so then we see Yeager step in and grab the rope and start to pull him up. So Yeager gets them up on the platform, and um, at that point, because it, he, Kaz gets up there, and he's like, oh, thank you, Yeager. He's like, don't forget to thank BB-8. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then BB-8's like... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Thank me. What right. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for me, you'd be in the water. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's like, I help too. Um, but it's funny though, because once he gets them up on the platform, Kaz and Ruckland are crawling up, and uh, Yeager's got dad face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad dad face. <laughs> he sure does. Um, so from Ruckland's point of view, he essentially destroyed his ship the ship that he spent his uh so you're blaming him for it and everything i'm like come on right he spent his whole life he says i think yeah, his savings uh, his life everything yeah, yeah. sweat and blood into that ship like you know how dare he and maybe shouldn't have blown it up right yeah <laughs> it's just like wait so you stole the hyperfuel and you're blaming me right say what <laughs> it's like dude you did it i didn't right. put it in your ship right <laughs> So, at this point, Kaz now has another enemy, mm-hmm. Ruckland, his little Yay. mechanic gang, I guess. Yep. I don't know what you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, uh, it just reminded me, too, so, like, the whole thing with, uh, so Ruckland's been saved, his ship's blown up, and he's blaming Kaz and everything. It reminds me of, like, the premise of uh, the first Incredibles movie. <laughs> he's like, who says that I wanted to be saved? You broke my neck saving me. Um, How dare you save me? It's- you that's know, that's exactly what it makes me feel so like. So funny you said that because honestly, when um, 
Oh my gosh, what was it that I was thinking of a minute ago? When, when we were talking about something a minute ago too, I started thinking that. And that's literally, I couldn't remember what it was from, but I remember there being like a scene like that where somebody was trying to help them. Mm. And it was like, I'm only helping, kind of. But uh, they were oh, like, no. no, no I don't. I, I'm only helping the stickers commercial. No, I know. But <laughs> oh, okay. I'm saying like, it's like one of those things where like, the, I'm like, I'm only helping. But like, no, I don't want your help. Like, I was trying to do that or yeah. something. So that's what kind of reminded me of when he like jumped on the ship and was like, hey, get out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want your help like, but I couldn't think that's what I was thinking of though was yeah. like a situation where somebody helped them and they were yeah. like uh, and then they no, sued the superhero yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined my life why did you save me you were trying to kill yourself <laughs> exactly now um, I'm still alive <laughs> right <laughs> um, but that's exactly what that reminded me of but yeah so he's got a new enemy yeah Yeager's um, like um, we don't need this attention and they kind of just Walked off. Well, you're watching out. Did you see who was in the Tower Doza? I could see somebody, but I couldn't tell. Tora's dad. Staring down back at Yeager. Yeah. So that's why he's like, "Uh, we don't need this attention, Kaz. You need to chill out. (laughs) I I guess he is the the captain of that station. So Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that was him, though. I just was like, Mm -hmm. The big baddie over there, but <laughs> good to who? Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense now. Thank you. Yeah. So they kind of walk off and, and Kaz is all like down and, you know, mad about himself. And it's kind of like, oh, I can understand if you want to fire me. Like, I, I get it. And then yeah. uh, it's so funny because you're just like, just get back to work. And he's like, I yeah. understand. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> just, Come again for Big Fudge? Right. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, one of the things that Yeager says about Kaz, which I think is something we realized a little bit ago, too, is he's mm-hmm. like, you're a good person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, you suck as a mechanic. Right. You're an even worse spy. <laughs> but you got a good heart. <laughs> Pretty much. You got heart, kid. <laughs> yeah, he does. And Kaz is a good little person. And, you know, he's still learning and mm-hmm. um, trying to find himself. And not only find himself, he's trying to take on... Uh, like a mission that I honestly don't think he was quite ready for. I think he's he not just, ready for it at all. Yeah, yeah. He just was ready to kind mm-hmm. of do something that didn't involve him, I think. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what spurs him on. Yeah, absolutely. He wants to be like a hero. And- yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is that the way that he's kind of glorified the resistance is that as soon as Poe is like, I could use your help, you go do this for the resistance. He's like, man, I'm a resistance hero. All right, let's do this. Right. And that's not how it is and Yeager's trying to keep him grounded right and I think that that's really important for his character but I'm really eager to see what um what comes of Kaz Me because too. I mean the first three episodes have basically been just kind of setting who he is and everything and I mean he's he's not the brightest he he's not even the most mature right but at the same time he's got heart he does and he wants to do the right thing he wants to help people and at the center, I think that that's what the message is there. Yeah. Because that's what's most important. Yeah, most um, definitely. So uh, I'm excited to see what comes of him uh, in the next few episodes and everything. Because um, we are three episodes in of a 10-episode series so far, or season so far. Yes. Um, which a few of the episode names have already been kind of released. We're not going to spoil those if you haven't already seen them. But there's a couple of them that I'm... Very interested in. Excited about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's talk about him. Absolutely. So. Um, so, yeah, so cool. So, did you have any other final thoughts or anything like that? Um, I don't. So, I guess that pretty much wraps up our episode, unless mm-hmm. you had anything else. No, I just, I, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It, it wasn't very eventful in, in the way of the 
greater canon of Star Wars or anything like that, but it tells the story of a guy named Kaz. And yeah. so far, I like this guy. Yeah. I think me he's too. cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm just excited to see where this goes, where it mm-hmm. takes us, and and just to kind of figure out how this all um, relates. Or I guess not relates, like how it all connects, because we, mm-hmm. we know it does. Mm-hmm. Um, we know. We've already got Poe in it. We've seen Leia. You know what I mean? Like, we know that it falls in line with the movies. We just got to figure out, like, because it's kind of like, it reminds me of Rogue One a lot right now, um, because with Rogue One... I think we were just getting another Star Wars movie and we didn't really realize at first how well it was going to fit in mm-hmm. to it until we got, I mean, cause I don't think we even learned that until most like about halfway through it when we get the video from, um, Oh yeah. The whole thing connecting it with the Death Star and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't think we realized, you know, how, you know, it was going to connect mm-hmm. and I think this is going to have a really big connection and a really big ending and mm-hmm. I'm just really um, excited for that. No, absolutely. So I'm not ready for it to end necessarily. I'm yeah. just, I'm ready for answers. Yeah. And again, like with Star Wars Rebels, it took about five episodes or so for them to really catch their stride as far as like setting the characters and everything. Right. Getting everybody where they wanted them to be. And then it was like, all right. And now you're in canon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's get into the meat of the story. Um, so I'm excited to see where Resistance goes and what we get to learn and all this other kind of yeah. stuff. Um, Pre Force Awakens. So yeah. Yes, most definitely. Well, that wraps up our review of Resistance Fuel for the Fire. It's going to be Season 1, Episode 3. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening or watching another episode of Custom Run Weekly. Um, If you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, please make sure you go um, and rate and review us on iTunes. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on our future episode. Absolutely. Most definitely. Um... You can also find us on social media. We're on uh, at Cast Run Weekly. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the cool ones. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and we actually have a website. CastRunWeekly.com. <gasps> <laughs> um, so you can visit us there. Um, we actually have a box, I think, on our website, too, where you can comment, yeah. uh, leave us like a message. So if, you can- so if you're not an, an emailing kind of person... Just head over to KesselRonWeekly.com and uh, there's a suggestion box there that you can uh, leave us some show suggestions, uh, comments, uh, anything like that, because uh, we'd love to hear from you. That's that's 98% of the fun of this is that we get to hear from you fellow Star Wars fans and all the cool stuff that uh, you guys think and, and want to hear about and get to talk about crazy theories, all that cool stuff. Um, so we love hearing from you. So let's, uh, let's use that box. Yeah, most definitely. Um, we love you guys. So I think, well, me and Dania both said, um, multiple times that I think our favorite part about, um, doing what we do is being able to interact with you guys. Absolutely. Definitely. That's what makes it most fun. It does. It definitely (laughs) does. I mean, sitting down and talking about Star Wars, um, every week is really fun too. Absolutely. but we, we love being able to share a common interest and a common knowledge. And we've met so many new friends through this. So, we have. Yeah. We have. We're mm-hmm. very excited um, about meeting a lot of you face-to-face in Chicago. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah. So, don't forget to follow us on social media. Um, rate our episode, a five-star review. We love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and visit our website so you can leave us any comments or questions or anything like that. But, um, yeah. Awesome. So, until next time, guys, my name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the Force be with you. Always.